Watch who? Hello. And welcome to Two Watch Who, a Doctor Who podcast. I'm Mark. I'm Sarah. And I'm a Doctor Who fan. And I'm new to watching who? Yep, watching for the very first time. Very first time. (laughs) My tone was going up and up then. (laughs) I brought us right back down. Yeah. Well, it's uh, beginning of a new season. Yay! So I we know. should be upbeat. Do you know what? I always know whenever I'm on BritBox and I'm having to scroll through the seasons, because there's no easy way to do it on BritBox. So you're scrolling through some one, two, three. I think, God, oh, so far in <laughs> to go. And I think, and it's just getting further. There's more and more. <laughs> Will you join us, listener? It's a very hot, sunny day. We're here in this lovely Italian village. It is a hot, sunny day. That's true. We're in that. We're just recording at that hot weekend period. Yeah. <laughs> Would you be like that if it was an orange grove in Italy? Would you still be feeling Probably, the heat? Probably, but I could jump into a pool. Yeah, I suppose so. That's in my head. There's a pool just there. So, uh, do you know what I was thinking about today? Right. So I don't know if you had this on your list, but when I was little and it was hot, my dad would get the paddling pool out, and it was like the happiest thing like I just remember the joy at getting the paddling pool out and it'd be like it wasn't just sort of just it wasn't a disgusting just like one day I'd wake up because that's what it's just summer holidays summer holidays feel like they go on forever when you're little as well and it was being put out and I'd just be like <gasps> and like the joy and then like because you've got the pool, everyone comes to your house because you've got the paddling pool out. And with a hose, my dad would fill it up and then he'd check it. And then I was thinking about, like, that first day, it's like the joy and everyone comes into your paddling pool. But then the second day, so it's sat overnight. And then the second day, it's got, like, the flies on it. My dad would be like, all right, but I'd still get in it because I'm like, I want to get back in that paddling pool. And... I think you'd have it for like two, three days and then you're like, it's end of paddling pool life because the water's got gross. And then it'd be sad. And generally my dad would be like, no, we need to clean it out now. And like someone else would then go and have a... I don't know whether they all discussed it or what, but then like we go to someone else's paddling pool. But it was just like the happiest thing ever was having. And I would murder for a paddling pool right now. What kind of paddling pool did you have? Was it like inflatable? With one that wasn't inflatable, but it was... So it was a flat one on the bottom and then it went up at the sides it was quite tall and but big and round and so by the time you filled it the water sort of filled the sides and made it stable if that makes sense and then when I was younger we had an inflatable one. Oh, because I'm just trying to remember now you've sort of triggered my memory I had a it was plastic like It didn't fold out. It didn't blow up or anything. It was like a vacuum-formed piece of plastic that was just... Because it also doubled as a sandpit when it wasn't full of water. But it had a plug. It was just a big bit of plastic. You couldn't fold it up. You couldn't do anything. It was just a huge square of plastic. Mine were always circle. Uh, Well, I will check with um, Giuliano to see what padding (laughs) pools he's got in. (laughs) I'm sure he's the Duke now. I'm sure he's got a few. Oh, my gosh. I'm in those legs. (laughs) Uh, well, today's story then is well. I'm not going to say the title. So last time, everybody, we were we had a bit of a debate about how to say the title. It's definitely the mask, right? Because they say it. 
Well, well, okay. We asked our listeners to let us know. So I'm not going to say it the whole time. Our listeners are always going to say this title for us. That's how I want it. But I will say, they never say the name of the place. I, 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 oh, if they did, I completely missed it. But when they were talking about holding the, the event, he said, but what about the mask? And he went, the mask. So it's definitely the mask. I got that. And I was like, "There's okay, that's what they've said. I'm now going to play what our listeners think. <laughs> and I've done a bit of a tally to see what the results find. The Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. Mask of Mandragora. The Mask of Mandragora. Well, there we go. So thank you very much to Tess, Keith, Harry, Rob, Cy, Joe, Lee, David, Andrew, Dave, Hieronymus, Joshua, James and Lucas for their pronunciations. <laughs> pronunciations? Are we like arguing? Uh, <laughs> anyway, um, so I've done a tally of what everybody said. Was it mask or mask? And the results are seven for mask, seven for mask. No. No fucking way. Oh, my gosh. Well, there we go. All I'll say is, I mean, just to add in, they said mask. They said the mask. They said the mask. Of course. Okay. Every time we say mask or mandragora, I'm just going to edit in one of our listeners. Oh, yeah, I'm not saying it. <laughs> saying okay. either. He definitely said, but what about the mask? Can you wear the mask? Because I remember thinking it didn't sound French. <laughs> so it really stuck out in my head. But it's Italian, isn't it? They're in Italy, oh, yeah, aren't they? but you know, it didn't sound. I was going to say it's like that dress that's either gold or blue or whatever. But... <laughs> no, it's <laughs> you know? more like, you know how I had to keep saying quarks for you because you couldn't say it. So we won't say the name. We will just use one of our listeners' voices. The Mask of Mandragora. The opener of season 14. Uh, I don't know any. I have no idea what you think at all. Well, let's go into it. We've got... It's a funny intro, actually, because it's just the Doctor and Sarah in the TARDIS wandering around. Can I just tell you what I think? Okay, go for it. I really wanted to like it. And there were some things I really liked and there were some things I couldn't like. <laughs> well, I think you just summed up every Doctor Who story that you've watched. But like, I know, <laughs> but I really wanted to. Oh, I've just put my cat behind us. Sorry, maybe jump. Um, I really wanted to. There was a lot of elements of it that was like, like I love that they talked about Leonardo da Vinci. I kept wanting to see Leonardo da Vinci. We never saw it. I didn't fully understand what the Doctor was trying to do. You know, they sort of cast Sarah. I never really fully understood that. And there's a lot that just got explained away because he's like, well, we're in the wrong era of explaining it. So other than... But there's a lot of things I really loved. I loved the clothes. I loved the star and, like, going from, like, that future scene to back in time we've not had a time when i really did struggle with this i'll be honest i had to do this i thought i was going to do two and two 
and I ended up doing four separate watches. It was really tough. Yeah, I don't think it's a strong season opener. It's not one of my favourites, not one I know very well. It's probably the second time I've ever really watched it through. I found it a bit tough to get through. When he was running through the market and he's hiding, and I don't know why, when there was all those like things, it reminded me of um, Ian and that episode when he's, and that sort of, I was going to say like the like the crusade is like a 60s yeah, historical yeah, some of it. It feels like if imagine if like Ian was in color it, on film, you know, like that. It, it very it, like I don't know, it sort of had I loved I loved what was essentially a 10 second shot. There was a lot of set and set up and things like that. You know, they're also trying to hide that it's in England somewhere. But like Everything was beautiful about it and stuff. And th- there were so many weaker moments and things that just like you want to see and you just never show or never fully explained. And I was like, that's such a letdown because I want to see Sarah dance with Leonardo da Vinci at that ball. Or I want to actually have it explained and understood how the doctor managed to win the story's lacking quite a bit in explanation and but there's so many wonderful fun elements that i really liked and i've just found it really frustrating because the whole time i got to the end of it and i'd be like well like what does that mean what where's that go like there's so much i want to know and not not in like oh i want to know it's like you've just not explained anything there that last episode going into it I felt so clueless, and I was like, "This is the last one. This is like it's a four-parter. We should be knowing exactly what is happening here, and we should be watching them go through it." And literally, Sarah has not. She's just like waiting at a ball. <laughs> right. Okay. Well, um, <laughs> I'll I'll go through my notes. You literally have just summed up the whole thing. But I'm we'll sorry. go back again <laughs> from well, the beginning. I just needed to see it because we go through it. And I just, you have to have your rant. I get frustrated otherwise, so I just needed to get it off my chest. Yeah. No, that's good. So I, I know what level we're going in now. I need to sort of persuade you a little bit more. <laughs> we all know everybody now, don't we, what Sarah's stance on this is. So we can. So basically, you don't even need to listen her. to this episode now. You've got it. <laughs> you just finish now. Well, I, I want to know what you think about that opening bit where they find the, a different control room. I loved it. I loved walking through the TARDIS. This is what I'm, there was so much to love. I loved walking through the TARDIS. I loved that we went past his, his shoe room and we saw some clothes in the background because we've talked about the wardrobe for a long time. We haven't seen other rooms of the TARDIS since, like, the second Doctor, I don't no, think. it was wonderful. And then we go into that other room and it sort of hinted that it was, like, the second... And it didn't look like the second Doctor's room, but it's hinted, like, a previous iteration of him which i think sort of plays maybe into this theory that like the first doctor is not the first doctor well possibly well you had the second doctor's flute and you saw the third doctor's jacket so it sort of implied we just haven't seen them use it it's a lovely so that design is amazing it's they've gone really they've still got the round things but they're sort of like the wooden and it's just so different it's so different yeah, I, I thought it was great. I loved all that. And I just loved having that tour of the TARDIS because it was just so different. We've not had that before. My only thing is it just, you know, you're starting a new season and your first shot is just some wandering around and it's a bit slow. That I don't know. There's, I suppose you're used to more like modern New Who would start with a Big Bang or like a pre-titles, this is something going on. It's just funny in the classic where it's just like, mm, we're just wandering but there around. there is just... something about the scale 
because all we ever see is that one room and it just reminds us of the scale of what they are in because it looks massive. I mean, it, they do a really good job of like having those corridors and having off rooms. Like they make it look massive. It's obviously just like a tiny bit of set with some off shots and backdrops, but it looks great. What do you think of Sarah's outfit? I'm trying to remember what she was initially wearing. That sort of like print. Oh dress yeah, thing. I loved. It. Did she wear it throughout, or did she change most of it? Well, my, yeah, most of it. I just thought it was funny again where she's she fits into 15th century Italy quite easily with just what she happens to be wearing. She doesn't look too. Because I out really of place. liked it, but I felt like she changed. Well, they put the white robe on her for the sacrifice, then took oh, that off. Cool. That, uh, it's the white robe, yeah, that throws it. And then she changes in the ball, yeah. No, I really like that dress. Um, I want to wear one. So uh, already early on, you've got the new console, and then suddenly the Mandragora helix thing is happening without much of an explanation. Like, he already, like, the Doctor already knows what's going on. They sort of land, and I think the... Helix thing gets on board the TARDIS. It's all quite quick, isn't it? Which, as you know, is my least favourite thing when the Doctor knows everything that's going on but doesn't inform any of us or it's unclear in any way and that's just how it's explained. So we're already off to, like, a bad start with that in a way. Yeah, but you see spinning TARDIS in space, you know, all of the... Mandragora. Helix stuff happening. And then I thought it's like somebody had just switched the channel and put, like, a history film on because suddenly it's just film people in the forest this historical thing happening it's literally someone's pressed change channel you, you wouldn't necessarily know you're watching the same program <laughs> we've landed on earth glass technology indicates mediterranean area late 15th century not a very pleasant time sarah sarah so we're back in history, which is a nice change. We haven't had that for a while. Um, and this is all set. So this is filmed in Wales, in North Wales, in Port Merion. Do you know Port, Mi- Do you know oh, Port really? Merion? I've heard of it. I've heard so of it. So there's a TV series called The Prisoner, which is very famous for the whole place. It's a, like a, it is like a bit of a folly, all of these sort of fake Italian-y buildings and the, the architect built yeah, stuff and yeah, all that that's stuff. What it's yeah, yeah, and there's a music festival there as well every year. So I've been there a couple of times uh, and I know the prisoner quite well because that's what it's most... There's like a prisoner shop and stuff, but obviously perfect location to double up when they're not obviously going abroad. So it's funny because when you know it, when you've walked around the place, you can sort of tell it's quite... It's a bit sort of smaller, I suppose, than it's looks on screen so i've just i've been to all of those places it's really cool it's a brilliant place i recommend going to port mary and everybody i wish i was that architect guy that put it together <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's a beautiful i've seen pictures and it's like a lot of tiktokers go now from all accounts i remember seeing an article about it oh really oh my god so tiktokers have taken over port Marion. oh my god <laughs> yeah but uh, yeah so it, it's brilliant and then we get in then we see our characters of the of the week. So we've got Hieromenus, I can't say that very well, Hieromenus, who is a bit of a the astrologer Nostradamus guy, the one with the beard. So we've got like yeah. ast- astrologer. Giuliano, our hero, and his friend Marco. I heart Giuliano, oh I can tell you God. that. <laughs> Even well the hair. The hair is something else, isn't it? I can allow the hair because of the time. Like if it was modern day, he'd have some super swish do, so I can allow it. But I definitely heart Giuliano. 
And then you've got the sort of the uncle, the evil uncle, but it's sort of Richard the Thirdy. It's a bit Shakespeare, yeah. isn't it, like that? But they play it like it's a serious Shakespeare play in a way. And and as you say, the costumes, everyone looks amazing. It's it's really well done. I was trying to follow. I haven't. Re- I don't think I've really followed followed this story before properly. So I was trying to concentrate. It wasn't the clearest to follow. I mean, all all we know is that the uncle, because it was the. Baddy was the uncle, wasn't he? Well, the uncle, I think uh, Giuliano's father was like Had the king been, or whatever. Yeah, he's overdue. He's been killed. It's sort of hit that he's been killed. Giuliano's now in charge. Marco's his best mate. Marco and Giuliano, their chemistry, OMG. <laughs> like, Gay icons of the 70s, for sure. They must have been. Their chemistry is incredible. I was just like, oh, my God. Like, but I heart Giuliano, but still, oh, my God, their chemistry is like, okay. Well, well, like what you mentioned before, like, you don't really see a lot of things are off screen. So Marco is the rest of the court. There's not really anybody else. You don't see this. I'll tell you what it was, right? It was when Marco, we are really jumping ahead. But it was when he was like, we can't hold the ball because it's not safe. And he's like, no, you have to explain something. He just goes, Marco, you're always right. And I was like, bloody hell, look at you two. Like, you two have got some epic chemistry going on. <laughs> there's no one else here. So, yeah, you're right. Other than, like, the odd guard. There's some guards and stuff. But, like, and there's that one other guard that's, like, with the uncle. I don't remember. He's just the uncle. To be honest, Mark, all I remember is H... I can't remember, say his full name, so he's just H. Not from Steps, but... H? Who's Dennis H? Oh, Hieronymus. Hieronymus. Yeah, well, I was so, going to say the astrologer, the Mystic Meg. Yeah, so he was H, because they said his name a lot, but I could never remember it. So H, Giuliano, Marcus, and Uncle. That's all I remembered. And then, like, Bad Guard. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, that that's pretty much the cast list. <laughs> so you you find out, obviously, it's... Uh, astrologer and uncle are plotting and so he's supposed to be this you know telling the future and stuff but sort of poisoning people at the same time so they're like oh you can foretell Giuliano's death oh I'll get some poison sort of thing so that's going on so you know who the baddies are it's quite clear who's good and who's bad at least yeah in this yeah yeah but then you get thrown in this whole um, Mandragora helix thing that follows that's this light that's going around in the forest. So then the Doctor and Sarah land. Sarah bite, taking a bite into that orange. I'm always like, Ugh, like you don't eat an orange like that. Why would you eat like the, what's it called? The rind or whatever the first. She proper like puts it in. I'm like, oh, that's horrible. Like, <laughs> who <laughs> would do that? Think? Who would just pick a random orange? One from like history as well. I suppose there's no chemicals on it. But... I don't know. I always think, like, why would you do that? <laughs> I'm a peeler. Exactly. But... You don't just bite into an orange like Listeners, that. Listeners, are you a peeler? Are you a biter? Which like one nobody are you? just bites into an orange. I really don't think they do. I've, I always find that a bit funny. You don't see it captured. There's a lot where she's just sort of off and then suddenly she's knocked out and they're holding her. And it, it does seem to be like there is going to be enough plot for four stories because a lot happens quite quickly in that beginning. They're, are they captured? Yeah, they're sort of captured and escaped. There's lots of bit of capturing and escaping. Lots of running around in that first episode to show off the location. He does know what the Mandragora thing is and he knows that it's followed them. So he sort of expects, it's like he's, he is expecting everything to happen. 
And then maybe this is the reason why we're both not so keen on it. We get all the chanty, sacrifice stuff. Yeah. Now, we don't like a chanty. We've gone back. This is no Sisterhood of Khan chanting. This is Planet of Spiders chanting. It's all a bit... Well, it's, there's not actually any chanting. They, they're doing the stuff, but there's no actual um, um... Well, they might as well be, just walking around in black robes. It I reminded don't, I don't... me a little bit of the demons. It was very demonsy, wasn't it? And we get Purple Robe Guy. I can't remember his name. I'm going to call him Purple Robe. I love that shade of purple. <laughs> very royal. <laughs> it is. It's very nice. Yeah, maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's the... I love that historic, like we said, like the sort of crusade Ian-y kind of stuff. But with the chanting, I don't know. And Sarah being sacrificed. This is not a good story for Sarah because she's taken oh, off. That's a terrible story for Sarah. I couldn't tell if they'd hypnotised her straight away because they put the white robe on her and take, and then when you see her next, she's just walking voluntarily, slowly, she's that, and yeah. sits down. And it's like, well, what's isn't she going to fight back? Isn't she saying what's going on? She just very much just sort of is swept along with everything, and that's not what we're used to. And uh, she's separated from the Doctor quite a lot. And she's got a few. She got a few good moments, a bit more towards the end. Well, like you say, she's dancing in the at the yeah yeah thing. I found all that very odd. I actually had to rewind and rewatch the end because I watched it. I thought I was going to go through, and then I couldn't. I mean, I just couldn't. So <laughs> I had to stop. And we started it, and she was so just going with it. Like, she didn't even seem trancey. She was just walking it. And I was like, what did I miss? I actually went back and watched the end of the first episode where she gets captured. And then she is, like, it's just sort of whatever's happened, when she's poisoned or whatever, we miss all that because she's just sort of guided into whatever that is. It's very odd. I think we might need her to see that. And then the Doctor has a bit of a runaround and he's about to be executed. Not a a great... I'm not a fan of those cliffhangers because we know that he's going to get out of it. So it's like, what's the point? I enjoyed him getting out of it, though. But... (laughs) So he gets his scarf off, right? He flips his feet... He leaps onto a horse, right? <laughs> Amazing. Loved that. He's getting, At some point, he's able to get his scarf back on perfectly because once you see him running again, that scarf is back on no problem. Well, that's Stunt Doctor for you. That is Stunt Doctor because literally he popped up in the market. He has not stopped running and that scarf was on no problem. And then he's running again because the next set of guards come. And I loved that because I thought like, oh, clear. And then the next lot came and I was like, no, we'll carry on. Uh, I enjoyed that chase. Yeah, but I, f- I just don't. I feel like a lot of chase is quite filler because then even going into part two, that's when the Mandragora Helix comes in. And I wasn't sure if Purple Robe Guy, when we see it come into the cavern, is that the first time that they are experiencing it? Because there's a, a line later yeah. on where they're saying they've attracted it and they're already part of it. Were they just a, a like a chanty Roman cult thing? already just doing it and then this thing happened to come in and take them over or were they trying to summon it i couldn't i wasn't really getting that and it's ironic though that you say that there's filler because it doesn't need filler this is not a story that needs filler it needs explanation well yeah but all it is is uh doctor and sarah this thing follows them they land in 15th century it takes over this cult the cult tries to take over the world the Doctor does something and stops it. I think you could dense it down into two episodes. They don't even really expand on all the Giuliano and Uncle stuff that much. 
But they could have. And there's a lot of elements of this that could have had explanation. They've chosen not to do that and instead fill things out with other stuff. It's not a six-part where we're trying to fill the time. We actually need... Explanation, because then the Doctor has a line. I wrote it down. He says, the Mandragora Helix has come home. And it's like, well, has it come home? Was it come? Was it from Earth originally? Yeah, I thought exactly. it was on, There's like... Nothing. Has it been and there before? And even Sarah gets frustrated with it, because the number of times where she's like, well, hang on, because she's supposed to be us. Like, the whole point of her is she's us as the audience. So he's... If he can't explain it to her, then you can't explain it to the audience. Yeah, he keeps a lot to himself. And I suppose him, like Giuliano, is sort of like the sort of companion in this because he helps. He's going along with the Doctor quite a bit. He doesn't have any problem. He is great, actually. Let's just talk about him a bit more because he is great in these. He is your, like, he could have been a good companion to come along. Nothing phases him. Nothing phases him. He's like as strong as Ian to me. Oh, that's a big claim. That is a big claim. It is a rustic well, buy it, Mark. Remember Harry? We all thought Harry was going to be the new Ian, <laughs> but now it's well, Giuliano. I, I, I sat on the fence with that. I never committed to that statement. I never committed to that statement. I don't think so. Anyway, you thought so. And I was like, we'll wait and see. Giuliano could definitely have been the new Ian. And he gets on well with Sarah. And yeah, nothing phases him. Like when they see that, it's quite horrific. That guy that got attacked by the lake, it's all like blue and like burnt and stuff. And he's looking at it and he he believes the doctor. We don't have with him a lot of like, oh, I don't believe you, lock them up, all that kind of thing. That's the uncle sort of thing that does that. Yeah, yeah. So at least you need that, Juliana, because otherwise it would be really frustrating if if it was, you know, like everyone against the Doctor and Sarah, like you said before, that would be even more of a a chore. Well, the only thing that's explained, really, is that they're on the cusp of time where invention is starting to happen and people are starting to open up to this. So that's why, Julia, that is the only thing that's explained, which is why you have these great Italian philosophers and people of that coming along. It's on the cusp of that, which is why it's chosen this point in time to return to. Yeah, so he chooses, like, the... the Mandragora. thing chooses Purple Mask Man, and they choke because their minds are sort of open, and it's before, the while the world is still quite open to these culty yeah, belief things. Yeah, it's before the science comes in. It's just before the science comes in, so it stops that belief coming in. And later on, the Doctor goes on about, like, well, you wouldn't want to think of anything beyond your own meal. It will dumb you completely, and it will stop all progress. So that is the only explanation, really, that's offered. I really like that scene where Giuliano is talking to Sarah about the earth being round and stuff. That's a nice... I loved that. That's really nice. It's good, those little moments you can just put in in between all the sort of action adventure stuff. I would like a few more moments like that, I think. But that's what I was saying before about, like, that... That is, like, when it's great. And this is why I really wanted to love it, because he was great. I'm going to keep rattling on about how great he was, especially in tights. Um, but, like, th- that was wonderful. I liked... There were quite a few moments that I really liked, stuff like that. And I was like, oh, I really want to love this. But it's shit. It's shit. <laughs> it's <just a laughs> oh, my shit. God. Okay. I didn't know you were that strong about it. Um, <laughs> you've never said that about a Doctor Who story. Oh, my God. You've never said that word or swore about oh, a Doctor Who, well, maybe you have sworn about a Doctor Who story, but you've never Probably. described a Doctor Who story like that. This is our... F- no. 
I'm just shocked. You've shocked me. I must have described that screw one as like the worst you never, thing. I ever don't think you've ever described that. Wow. Let's be honest, because also okay. with, let's you, just okay. Like, hang on, you describe that as made me really like this story a bit more now because I want to stick up for it. <laughs> but of well, course it has. <laughs> I was always anti my thoughts. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, but, well, I, okay. Yeah, come on, you've got to admit, like up until me saying that, you have to admit, like there's so much potential and there's just so much. There's so much fluff that just like. Doesn't I, need to be there, but we need story explained. I think, yeah, it's a bit more explanation and it would be nice to see a bit more of the court and what's going on because then you have that bit, I think it's the uncle who's like, oh, all these dukes of the kingdom are coming along. I think the ambassador from Milan or whatever's coming along. Uh, I wanted a, to see the ambassador <laughs> in Milan. I wanted would, some sort oh of, God, like, he would have made, introducing he, the people. The ambassador of Milan's clothes watch would have been amazing. If you... Yeah. <laughs> like, I wanted some sort of, like, like, it sort of hinted, like, okay, well, now these are the entertainers of B-Dance. And I was like, who are they? I wanted some sort of, like, introducing the blah, blah. And then I loved that. I, I don't know. I just found it all a bit. And um, the, uh, It was almost like it was done on the cheap. But I, but I suppose wasn't. it wasn't because like... they, yeah, because it wasn't because actually going to that location and stuff is quite rare to go quite far and do all of that. The costumes are brilliant, but it's almost like they've done the story on the cheap. It's like a really weird, it's like all the money's been put into the budget and the set and the, and, in, and instead when we've just sort of like mangled this idea together. I don't know. And it's just been so long since we've had something this, eh. Uh, but it's definitely the weakest fourth Doctor story so far, I think. Oh yeah, for sure, for sure. It's and it's, but equally, I could look at those legs all day. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but it's not just about Giuliano's legs. The more has to happen, <laughs> and the cliffhangers I, aren't. That's it. I agree. I agree. But the cliffhangers aren't even that exciting. You know, Sarah's captured at the end of part two again. And then I think at the end of part three... Oh, actually, no, the end of part three is the best cliffhanger where the mask doesn't have the face. Yeah, that was good. But also, we've had all this before. Like, we at least had this last season. You haven't had Giuliano before. No, a, we've not had Giuliano. We haven't had, we haven't but... had a, that sort of history before. I mean, last time Sarah was in history properly... It's like her first story, maybe in the same. Yeah, sort of uh, yeah, maybe one in between. But yes, yeah, it's, it's been a while. Then part three, we get sword fight. Doctor, they're fighting off the the guards. A lot of sort of sword fighting and stuff, which you'd expect for like a historical. You always get that. And then it's Giuliano and the Doctor together quite a lot. That's that's good. I like that. And but Sarah's hypnotized for all of part three, and I just yeah, I just think it's a bit of a waste because she's supposed to scratch him with a pin thing. But what comes out of that, which is interesting, which is a question that she asks about, uh, you're how come I can understand all these languages? Yeah, yeah. Which has you so like has never been questioned in all of Doctor Who up until this point, which is which is very interesting. And the Doctor sort of says it's a implies it's sort of like a telepathic time lordy thing. So if you're sort of he shares that with with Sarah somehow and that's how she can understand all these one alien races and Italians and stuff. So uh, that's quite interesting and that's the tell because she's never asked that before. He's like, oh, okay, you must be hypnotised. <laughs> that's So the whole language thing, we've never questioned that, have we? Why Why does everyone speak English? Why did the censorite speak English? 
No, we've never questioned how Ian and Barbara, the teachers from London or wherever it was, could just understand all these aliens. Yeah. Yeah. So I like that. I thought that was a good extra adding of a of the myth of of which we haven't really had for a while. And then a lot of the stuff. Then this is where the Doctor has his plan. Doesn't really explain it to anybody. It's something about shorting out the. It's a bit of a cop out, I think. Really, nothing. It's not a big, grand. Oh, we need to do this. It's just I'm just going to sort of drain his energy, which I suppose the whole Mandragora thing is like a ball of energy, but just to drain it and be like, oh, he's gone now, done. It made no sense. It made absolutely no sense. And there was all this massive build-up and it was made to be this big thing that you couldn't even... It's like, yes, we're in real danger. And you could sense there was danger because Sarah seemed panicked. There was absolutely no order or sense to it. And also, the, and like, like you said, like the doctor goes off and he just deals with it all his own while Sarah's just sitting at the ball. being And, and Giuliano and Marcus, they're all just like... And it's quite a small... Ball. I didn't. I don't know whether Duke of Milan or Leonardo da Vinci are. There's like about ten people at this party. You seen the doctor? No. What's keeping him? He's been gone for ages. It was gone eight of the evening when I toured the guard. Always waiting, not knowing what's happening to him. It's worse than being with him. So- yeah, yeah. <laughs> so- it was all very odd. Oh, and then yeah. Oh, then all the the um, like the Brotherhood or whatever, all like attack it, and it all goes red, and they all like. They're sort of all... Yeah, and then, they like, I thought people had been killed, this proper screaming, and then suddenly they're all stood there on the balcony looking out at the moon. Yeah. At the eclipse. And I was like, oh, it couldn't have been that bad then. Because then and then I don't get how the Doctor then is dressed up in the robes at the end and does the voice. It's Nothing all a is bit... explained about that at all. It's just, we see him, he's going, come on, come on. We see a fight in the ball, which apparently looks really bad, but doesn't seem that bad because everyone walks out of it unscathed. And then the next scene, they're down into the place that they were told never to go because it'd be too dangerous. But obviously it isn't that dangerous that during the height of this peak moment, they just decide to walk into this temple and the doctor's there. Yeah, I don't know. I just felt a bit, it just felt a bit rushed. It just, it looks great. The story looks amazing. And like you said, all the characters, the acting is great. Yeah, it just lacks that story. It, yeah, I think that's what sums it up, really. Um, there's that weird, like the doctor. We've not had anything this poor for so long, in terms of story, and it's such a shame because it could have been amazing. It could have been like if you put all these elements on the table, you've got like, you know, the start of our science is starting to come into. We're starting to sort of look at science and. All these sorts of things. This is like the start of this in our world. Um, so you've got that with sort of mixed with the old sort of styles and some sort of monster evil is coming in to corrupt that time. That's a really interesting concept. You've got things that we know, like Leonardo da Vinci mentioned a lot, but we never see him. But like he's mentioned as appearing a lot. Names and things that we understand and can like... Like as an audience, but like, oh, okay. Um, wonderful costumes and set and real thought into those sorts of pieces. Like on paper, you're like, this is great. And then the story is so, it's so first doctor. It is a bit, isn't it? Yeah. It is like a historical like, 60s oh, we just story. Found this in the back of the, 
<laughs> we found this story in the back of the cupboard. Let's just adapt this and do it now. It's weird that um, the doctor says he'd like a salami sandwich at the end and then has his bit it's of salami so at the end. <laughs> and he's holding it at the end of the. <laughs> it's Italian. It, there's so much random stuff in it. It feels very first doctor. Yeah, I can see what you mean. Oh, imagine though. Imagine if this was like a first doctor story with Ian and Barbara, but it was shot on film in colour as like a film, like a proper. Movie but it'd be version. beautiful. I mean, Barbara would be the one in that ball dressed up and she'd look amazing. Susan would be and... screaming and sacrificed. Oh, you see, in my head, Susan's already gone. <laughs> You've written her out already. Okay, Barbara then. Oh, and. If it was Vicky. What would happen would is. Like... It would be like um, all the men would be after Barbara. So that uncle would be after Barbara and the astrologer would all be like. No, you see, I reckon, this is what I was expecting at the dance. I was expecting that there'd be some sort of introductions of, like, people, because Sarah starts dancing with someone, and I thought she'd dance with Leonardo da Vinci. I don't know if Leonardo, is he a dancer? How old is he at this point? I don't know, but he's at the school. He's obviously quite young, because it's, like, early on in the time of... Yeah, it would have been like a nice little scene between. That between would have been them, a really it? fun scene of like she met him and the doctor didn't, because she's at this ball, and it would have been Barbara. Barbara would have been dancing with Leonardo da Vinci. Ian probably would have been like on like with Marco as like on guard duty or something. And then Ian would get jealous because he's the science teacher and would have loved to meet Leonardo. Yeah, something like that would have happened. Like, and but you can see it being a very sort of first doctor. Yeah, definitely. And then they say at the end, he says, oh, the Mandragora helix thing is going to come back in about 500 years at the end of the 20th 20th century. century. (gasps) Millennium bug. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I thought anyway. I didn't think you would enjoy this just because I have never enjoyed this. And if I can't get enthusiastic about it, then I wouldn't expect you to. <laughs> you know what I mean? You, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But sometimes I do surprise you. But and it's not like I don't think this and is I anyone. I really wanted to. Yeah, it's it's a shame. We but we've had a good run of the last couple of seasons. There's it's going to be at it some point. Started really strong and different. Ugh, it was just so frustrating. Well, we'll I will leave it there. I won't. I won't. Uh press the, the subject of the of this story too much <laughs> but at least we've got a few fun characters that we can talk about in the future and not a memorable monster or anything you know so well yeah, yeah. it was just like a very it was a light it, it was then, yeah yeah it was just a light it was a red light sometimes and sometimes it was a, a whitey yellow light and when he's like defeating it like the weird like just close-up face mask with a it wasn't even like they filmed someone in a mask it was like a photo that they just right no genuinely this is something that i thought of while we were watching it right are you ready so you know when they find historical masks yeah right now they never have string or anything they never have holes how they've been attached to someone's face but like what mask do you know that actually just sits on your face and they pull that mask off really easily from that guy's face. He literally walks up and just like takes it off his face. So how are these masks in this time staying on people's faces? Are they quite 
deep so they go quite back whereas like a modern day mask would just rely just to be quite thin and just sit on the front of your face where this one does it go sort of know. half round it got me or... thinking about masks i mean if you think if you go to a museum and you see like or masks sometimes they're just wood well you got the sort of masquerade one with the handle haven't you that has a handle but this one is he's usually he has no he has his hands and that uncle literally just walks up and takes it off his face well, I think maybe this one was just held on by... Mandragora. Energy. <laughs> he wears it all the time. He never had... Mandragora. ...energy before. He runs around in it. They probably had it, like, with something on. But he I literally think it walks... Just, yeah, I think it, it sits on quite back. Like, it's almost like a helmet. just got me thinking about old masks, that's all. Yeah, well, let's all think... Let's. Well, it's more interesting thinking about old masks than watching this story, apparently, so... <laughs> Yes, it is. Oh, that is a shame, but um, I knew that. I knew it would happen. So we'll just try again next time. Hopefully, there'll be an enjoyable one. What's the coming next up. one? Uh, so the next one is only four. Okay. Oh my god! Imagine if this was six. Oh, we would. <laughs> none of us would hear the end of it. None of it, you wouldn't have watched it by now. <laughs> uh, yeah. So the next one is four episodes, and it's called The Hand of Fear. Ooh. Okay. Well, thanks to everybody that sent in their, their voice memos. The, yeah, the jury's out, I'm afraid. The jury is out. So it's a split split opinion. So, But we will use that. Every time we reference the story, we will use those. So, um, And I'm sure it's yeah. going to come up again and again oh, <laughs> as, sure. as a sort of a, this is the shit well, story. Well, it will this season, <laughs> beyond this season. Who knows? Unless yeah. we're talking about Giuliano's legs from. But do you know what we haven't mentioned this season? What? Oh my gosh, it's just gone out of my head. Are you talking about Keys and Mariners? Keys and Mariners! <laughs> there we go. We're just going to say the name now. <laughs> there we go. Just think of... Because also thoughts. if we're talking about Leg Watch... Yes! Maybe we need to do a, um ultimate Leg Watch. Yeah, like <laughs> historical Leg Watch. It's not even historical. Like We just haven't had legs out for a while. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's been a while since we've had some legs. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure we've had some legs. Not enough to take notice of. I messaged you about Giuliano's legs. Yeah. Oh, yeah, sorry. You know when you messaged me and you said about yeah. Giuliano's legs? Oh, yeah. I and read... I love, by the way, I was not clear in any way who it was and you still followed me and that's well, why you're my best friend. Well, so. no, I was going to say because I you you said Giuliano and you spelled it with a G. And yeah. I, and it, you, but it is Giuliano, but I read it wrong and I thought you, just my reading of it, I thought you'd call him... <laughs> you'd written Guliano or something. But I've just read G instead of J. And that's why I went back, oh, yeah, Giuliano. Yeah. But I didn't mean it to sound like I'm correcting you. I just read it wrong and in my head was Guliano. Because <laughs> I watch it with subtitles, so I right. don't miss stuff. So right. that's how I knew it was spelled that way. Oh, my God. But I, Oh, I don't know. I'm confused now. Anyway, he's Giuliano, and you got it right. You knew who it was, so there we go. <laughs> I knew exactly you who you were talking about. Because I, I went, that guy in tights, and you went, what <laughs> yeah. guy? And I went, the prince guy. He's not even a prince. And you went, Giuliano. And I went, and then I was typing Giuliano, and you went, yes, Giuliano. Yeah. We'll see everybody next week, then, for The Hand of Fear. Um, hand of Fear. Okay. And hopefully it won't be as hard. I think it'll be about a hand. An old hand. That's what I think it'll be about. Great, an old like, hand. I don't know, the, like, I don't know, like a a mummy hand or a, a, a 
a alien hand or something. There'll be a hand. <laughs> well, I hope you're right. <laughs> You'll be like, way, imagine if you're like way off. <laughs> yeah, imagine if it's a toe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, well, yeah, in the meantime, you can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Two Watch Who, and you can support us on buymeacoffee.com forward slash Two Watch Who. And yeah, we will see you next time. Bye. See you next time. Bye. Two Watch Who.